And I love because you've just told this this story, which is um, the story that people need to hear because they keep, you know, generally we tell ourselves that we need to turn up on video and we need to look slick and we need to... And so many people think they, their first video has to be perfect. And of course you know, like it's hard to achieve a polished look. And, you know, sure, you can make, you know, the wrapper look nice. But what you've just told us was actually you lost time doing that. And that when you started to turn up in an authentic way uh, was when you started to get the response. I want to know, was your, um, when you started to do those authentic videos and you got that response on LinkedIn. What was your partner's reaction to that? Was your partner on board with this or was your partner still wanting to go down the, the more polished path? No, no, he actually, um, he, he actually, no, he was on board because he could see how comfortable I was because I would just pretend that I was talking to a friend. You know, that was... Like I would literally, when I started to teach my three or five minute videos, I would visualize just either a friend or a one customer. Like who was the customer that had the most difficulty in writing a resume or in shaping up their LinkedIn? And what did I teach them? What did we go through? So I would literally visualize or imagine I was talking to that person. And obviously I'm far more comfortable in that one-to-one -one setting. So he started to see that there was, you know, a naturalness to the flow of the video um, and also certainly getting a lot more feedback um, and generating more clients, people reaching out. Now, some people won't necessarily, I, I even had people say to me, um, reach out to me and inbox me and say, you know, you seem so comfortable talking about your subject matter and I want to write, I want to ask you questions, but I'm I don't want to be, because people don't want to be in that public space. So they wouldn't ask me questions on the actual commentary of the video, but they would inbox me privately and ask me questions. And I would just engage with them and answer and say, look, and then they'd say, what kind of services do you do? And I'd give them the range of services and they would choose. And, and that's how I brought lots of clients to me over the last couple of years um, was through the video. My posts also do quite well, um, but I found that um, people can relate to you, you know, and I don't dress up fancy. This is, you know, I will wear, a, you know, a nice top and that's it. I don't really dress up in suits um, because I work from home and I don't want to project a false image. I don't work in a corporate suit anymore. I left corporate three years ago. And so I don't dress like I'm not working, you know, like I, I try to be as natural as I can um, and because I just find people relate better. And they also understand that, um, you know, I teach them. One of the things I teach them, I had to teach myself, which was you do need to exude some confidence in your ability in your own skin, not in a pretend skin or pretend persona or a smart and fancy suit or looking slick all the time. Because at the end of the day, when people hire people, for career space, corporate, any of that, they want to know that you're more than a professional robot. They want to know that you're relatable, that you can fit into a culture, right? That you can fit, fit into any corporate culture because what makes success happen, whether it's corporate, business, 
is relatability and relationships. Nothing works without that. That's what I've seen, you know, and I was in corporate myself for 20, 22 years before I went full-time in my own business. And it was the relationships that made us succeed. And relationships can only be built on relatability. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you're saying that relationships matter so much in the corporate world, yet from an outside perspective looking in, it seems to be the, it seems to be the one thing that is missing in there and it's portrayed as you know as as uh, very cold did you find when you started to uh, do these more authentic videos that people when they started to uh, communicate back with you that in a sense they said oh this is wonderful we feel like you're giving us permission to loosen up a bit have you had that experience yeah absolutely absolutely so um you know because one of the things um I used to, when I'm, when I'm teaching my clients, I say to them, uh, I've heard feedback. I've worked with clients who are super slick. Their resumes, everything looks great. And then I go to them and I say, what's the, what's the feedback you're getting? Because they go, I can't land this job. I'm doing all these interviews. I'm not getting a callback. Um, and I say to them, what is the feedback you got? And there were a number of clients who got feedback that said they came across as too slick, too professional, not human. Right? This is in corporate. This, these are people interviewing for corporate jobs. And I started to notice that trend. And I also started to notice that that was something I needed to do for myself. Because I didn't feel authentic when I was doing the slick great production videos, you know, great lighting, whatever. Um, I felt like there was some kind of inauthenticity going on. And, uh, and I'm telling you, if you, if you come across that way, people can feel it anyway. And they can feel it whether they're watching you on video, whether they're sitting opposite you in an interview. And I know sometimes corporate can be portrayed as cold, but fundamentally it isn't. People are, they may dress up nicely for an interview, but at the end of the day, the interviewer still wants to know that you are someone that can work with the other people in the company. That's the most important thing because skills and things can be taught. You know, job-specific skills can be taught, but relatability, culture fit, all of those things are a different matter altogether. And they come back to your humanness, your empathy, your ability to work in teams, all of those things, your ability to be okay with making mistakes. And that's the big thing about video. I think when we're going for the slick production, we're worried about making mistakes or looking silly. Um, and I've realized that it's okay to look silly. It's okay to, to do the ums and ahs and actually sometimes stop and roll my eyes when I'm trying to teach, you know, put my hand under my chin like I'm thinking because I am. I'm actually doing that, trying to get my thoughts together. Um, and people just find it more relatable. And then when they work with me, they starting to, I notice, also get comfortable, become more authentic themselves. It does give them permission to be themselves. Do you um, think... And most of, most of and, and especially now in corporate, people are interviewing via video, right? It's virtual interviews now. They've, they've, they're dominating and have been dominating for the last two years with with the, the pandemic situation. And so if people aren't comfortable on camera, they're going to have a problem conveying something to the interviewer, you know? And so, you know, people do need to, and businesses as well. I mean, even in the business world, we see 
you you need to, you can't hide away from your clients. They want to see the face behind the person. They want to see, or the face behind the product. They want to see. So, do you think video is now an essential business skill? Absolutely. Yeah, I do. I, well, certainly for my business, um, because as I said, in the career space, when you're coaching, it is one to one a lot of the time. Or I used to work in person with people. I can no longer do that, or I haven't been able to do that in the last two years. Um, and so I had to pivot. And now it's and it's also super convenient. I mean, the other thing is so much better to be able to teach. And I've also been able to expand the business outside of Australia because I can teach via video. I work with people out of Southeast Asia, out of the US, out of the UK, and that's done via video, you know, via Zoom or video, um, whether we share screens or whether I'm coaching them one-on-one, when we're doing interview coaching, um, I'm watching them observing them, giving them feedback on their body language, all of those things. So it is essential, I think, for my business, but I've seen that it's essential for lots of other businesses as well. Do you use any of the apps uh, like Loom or Vidyard where you, um, you know, you can essentially record your screen and, and you know, put an image of you up there? Uh, because I find that as a coaching tool where people send me videos, I can watch the video and then record my reaction live to their video and pause and play the video as it's going back. So what, 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 what tools do you find useful? Well, I've, so I've, I, because I'm not that comfortable with technology, my partner does all the technology for me, right? I, I got really comfortable with Zoom. So when I'm working with people, I share the screen with them. We're both on the screen and I'm taking them through things step by step. Um, when people record videos for me to review, I have them send it to me. We drop it in like a Google Drive folder. I review it and then I actually give them um, recorded feedback. So I record myself talking back to them or sometimes written feedback, depending on what they want. Um, but I keep things very simple. So I'm comfortable on Zoom and I'm slowly mastering ManyCam. So I'm currently on ManyCam, right, talking to you. But that's taken a while to master. I am just really bad with the technology side of things. And I can tend to kind of almost end up in tears when things don't work for me. Um, but, you know, my partner's very patient. So he teaches me because in the, at the end of the day, I do have to know how to use a few of the buttons on the apps so that I can actually do the demonstrations of what I'm trying to do. Um, but that took a while. It wasn't a comfortable thing. Um, I'm not. I'm, as I said, the writer is an insular person. We're kind of hermits um, and we're not comfortable with all this other stuff, you know, technology, learning apps, having cameras in your face, all of those things. But, you know, the other, the big thing is that I wanted to help more people and it comes down to contribution. And so I think if you have a strong enough why to do something, then you step out of the comfort zone and do it anyway. And I'm not 100% comfortable on camera. I don't think I ever will be, but I still do it, you know. Perfect. That, I love that. I love that. You've, you, again, you, you've, you've hit on so many points there. Uh, when you said uh, 
you were uncomfortable with, with the technology and sometimes you were frustrated to the point of tears with it. Um, would you say that learning the technology that you're using would be any harder than somebody learning how to use Word? If, no, if, if, if that person had no experience with um, a word processor. I think if you choose simple apps that can do, you know, the basics, like what we're doing now, um, then you can learn it. I mean, if I can learn it, anyone can learn it. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, I'm not trying to be facetious or anything like that. It's just um, I'm not, I've never been comfortable. I, for me, it's kind of like I, I like journaling. I write in a journal. Sometimes even when I write, because I'm working on a novel at the moment, when I write novels, I, I handwrite them. So that's how old school I am and how comfortable I am. Like I love journal writing. I love writing my plans for my stories um, in a journal book or a notebook. And so um, for me, typewriter, all of that, you know, I am really, I suppose, that, that hermit type of writer. But I had to get comfortable with things like Word to craft stories, writing resumes, absolutely, you know, had to get comfortable with that. And then when I had to move to the camera and the video, and teaching, I had to learn the different things. I had to learn how to be able to show my screen, have myself and the other person on the screen and taking them through. And it took a little, you know, I stuffed up a few times. You know, I had to restart the Zoom. I don't know how many times. I had to restart Minicam. I had to figure out, because sometimes I was like, I don't like, I mean, this is in my office at the moment. And that picture there is, is because I love waterfalls and nature. So I've got my pictures in my office that I like to feel comfortable in. But sometimes I had to figure out how to put up a virtual background and, and I didn't have a clue how to do that. Now, all of these things I had to learn, but if you do it more than one, two, three times, you eventually get the hang of it. And now I can set up my situation quite comfortably without, you know, having to yell and ask my partner to come upstairs and help me, you know, <laughs> because that's what I used to do. I'd be like, fix it, fix it, fix it. <laughs> you know, like I said, not working or and I get upset. Um, but I can manage on my own. And um, and I think anybody can learn it. I mean, I only learned this in the last two years and I'm in my 50s, right? So you can learn it at any stage if you really want to. And if you see the value of video in your business and it is valuable to grow your business. So that's what I've seen. I resisted it for as long as I could. Um and I only really took it on in the last two, three years. So that journey uh, from the steps of Parliament House being forced to deliver to camera like a news reporter to where we are now, how long is that journey? And knowing what you know now, the mistakes you've made, if you could shorten that down, how long would a, a, a complete beginner expect to go from where you were to where you are now if they had good information? Look, I think um, there is so much good information out there and you can literally follow tutorials on YouTube or wherever, right? So people can show you step by step how to set up. I mean, that's how I learned some things. But I learned mostly from my partner, because he knows how to do this. And so he would just come and take me through 
And he and what he did was take me through a small little step at a time. So one little step, how to make sure I could do my virtual backgrounds pro properly. Have, you know, 10 virtual backgrounds set up, choose which one I wanted if I, for whatever I was doing on that day. Or if I didn't want a virtual background, I want to work directly with that picture in the background. Um, you know, how to, to do that on Minicam. Um, I think that... It depends on how open you are because what I found, I was resistant. And so when you're resistant, it takes you longer, right? Because there's something that happens with the brain anyway. If we we can put our own blocks in our own way, depending on our attitude. Attitude is kind of everything. If you see the value of video for your business and you go, this is going to help me reach more people or attract more clients or whatever it may be, then that's a strong enough reason, a strong, strong enough why I think to keep going. But if you don't have that compelling reason, if it's just a meh, something I want to try, then you're not really going to put the effort into learning it. For me, I saw from the first couple of videos, when I started to see the reactions and see the reach out that came back, I, I immediately recognized that this could grow and scale the business. And so that became a compelling enough reason to actually get reasonably good at it, you know, and you don't have to be perfect. As you said, my videos are never going to be slick and perfect. I don't like that style of video anyway. And my audience doesn't seem to like that from me either. So they prefer it when I'm natural, when I'm in my natural environment, when I'm dressed like this, um, you know, and just taking them through tips and tricks. Um, with lots of ums and ahs, because I am someone that often thinks way ahead. I'm thinking ahead. So there's a lot of ums and ahs because my thoughts are running as I'm speaking. Um, but I don't try to edit that out. I just leave it in. Um, people get the gist of what I'm teaching anyway. Um, and so I'd say you could take three to six months, um, but you could do it, learn it quicker if you were really enthusiastic about it. Yeah, so it's the actual, because the technology really is now getting easier and easier. Literally every yeah. three to six months, there's something new comes out and you go, oh, well, now I can do that just, you know, at a push of a button or with a new app. Uh, but the bigger, what what do you think? And do you, uh, when you coach clients, and I'm guessing if you're doing career coaching, you're coaching people to go, you got to turn up on video. Uh, what is the stumbling block? Because I certainly find the stumbling block is not, is once people get over the technology, it's still the story in their head that they've told themselves that they're not the one who's supposed to be on video, that they're not good enough to, to be on video. So do you think on balance, uh, where, where do you see, is it the technology or the mindset that stops people? Well, I think mindset stops people in everything. You know, whether it's, um, because that was certainly, um, certainly for me, that it was my mindset, you know, that lack of confidence, feeling uncomfortable, not wanting to look silly. That was the big thing. Most of us don't want to look silly or we feel we're going to be judged. Um, and I think when you overcome that, you can learn the technology. Technology is the easy part to learn. It's the mindset that needs the work, I think. And I see that not only in, in, in this thing, in video, getting on video, I see it in people going for the careers that they want, going for the money that they want, going for the promotions. 
it's their own mindset that stops them from actually asking or actually stepping forward into the arena. I mean, you never step forward into an arena if you don't manage the mindset. So I think it's really, really important. And, and it's one of the big things that I focus on when I'm working with my clients is that it all comes down to what you believe about yourself or what you're comfortable in showing about yourself. Um, because look, I think in human nature, we all know none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. Um, and I think if you can own that side of you, your story with all its, you know, warts and all, and your challenges that you've overcome, that's a great story. It's the hero's journey. Everyone loves a great hero. Yeah, well, I'm going to say that, Wendy Alexander, today you have been my great hero. You've actually uplifted my spirits. You've articulated so much of what I try to explain to people and it's just so wonderful hearing it from the trenches from somebody like you so if people want to follow up with what you do and your career coaching where's the best place that they can find you Wendy um with my website happycareerhub.com all right terrific Wendy so good uh for you to join us and um hope to keep in touch with you